Hello everyone and welcome back to Spirit School. My name is Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. I am so excited today to bring you an interview with one of my good friends, Rachel and Ray. I hope I'm saying her name right. <laughs> I just call her Ray myself. She is an amazing practitioner. She has a beautiful flourishing business called Radiant Vibes. You can follow her on Instagram under the same name. She is such a selfless soul and I've had so many sessions with her which have been so impactful in my life, in my business, in my energy. She does so many different things but I wanted to bring her into my initiation circle membership this month to teach us about animal communication and I wanted to bring her onto the podcast as well to talk about this really interesting form of mediumship that's very new to me. I have had pets come through in readings before, uh, but I wanted to know more about it. Ray is currently working on creating a certified animal communication course, which will be launched in 2021. And I wanted to get more information out of her on what is with pet communication? How can we communicate with our own pets? And a lot more information that I know our listeners will be very interested in. I really hope you enjoy this episode and please do stick around to the end where I share a couple more listener stories that were submitted on stories about their pets bringing signs in the afterlife that they're still very much around. Enjoy the episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to Spirit School. I am so excited to introduce my friend Ray today. Um, I'm going to get you to say your first full and last name. I say it Rachel Embry, but is that right? It's Rachel Embry, but pretty much everybody just calls me Ray. <laughs> yeah, and I just love calling you Ray. I'm like my friend Ray, Radiant Vibes <laughs> on Instagram. I met Ray in the Natalie Wallstein, who's the Soul Shine Astrology podcast. She had a mastermind called the Cosmic Boss Babes Mastermind. And me and Ray were partnered um, in a quad, of a mini mastermind. So we really got to know each other really well over this past year. I mean, all four of us in this group, we fell in love and we all still keep in touch. And so I was really excited to have Ray on the podcast today to talk about one aspect that she has in her spiritual practice, which is around animal communication. This is something that I have so many questions about. But before we get in. I just want to welcome you, Ray. If you could just say hi to the audience, let us know who you are, a little bit about you. That'd be amazing. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me on. I've been really excited about this all week. So um, yeah, uh, so I am a, gosh, I do a lot of things, <laughs> mm -hmm. but um, animal communicator, um, intuitive. Uh, I also do energy healing and I am a soul astrologer and I do soul alignment for people and animals, all beings, essentially. So, yeah. I love it. And I've had two sessions with you. My second one's today. And the first one was a beautiful session. Um, I really enjoy your work. And I will get a pet communication reading with you for sure. I've just been waiting for my own grief to kind of like run its yeah. course before <laughs> I do that, as you know, um, about my bender. Yeah. And so my audience has been following the story of that for couple months now and I had a whole podcast episode on grief and like losing him and the signs from um, animals give you from the afterlife and I did have an experience when he was still alive with a well-known pet communicator it wasn't the most positive experience for me to be mm -hmm. honest with you it was um kind of lacking evidence and you know, comfort, I suppose I would say. And that's not to poo-poo on her because I know as a reader, some readings are awesome. Other readings are not. It's an energetic match between you and the client and all that stuff. So 
definitely not going to poo-poo on her craft. It was just what it was. So I was excited to have you on because I trust you wholeheartedly. I know how gifted you are. I've had sessions with you. So I just wanted to ask you the big questions that I had when it came to pet communication, but let's start with like how you got into it. Like what, cause I know you train dogs and we actually know yeah. some common people really weird ways. through Yeah. Dogs. <laughs> Totally random, but yeah. But how did you first find this gift to communicate with animals? You know, I guess it's something I just, it was always a part of me. I've always been very um, connected to animals, all animals. Um, I've actually worked a lot with horses, um, training horses off of the track. I've worked a lot with um, behavior and aggressive animals. Um, and I've just, since a, a little girl, just had an affinity and connection with, with animals and um, was taking care of them even as a kid. I took care of all the pets, made sure they were walked and just kind of knew what they needed. And um, about, I guess, it was about like 12 years ago, I started getting into competitive performance dog sports. And um, and I quickly excelled in that. And I was like, this is kind of crazy. I mean, really, you know, accomplishing some pretty awesome accolades in a quick amount of time that was, you know, and, and I started working with an animal communicator myself. And actually she's the one that was like, you know, you totally do this and you're already doing this. This is why you're so, that's why you're so good at like what you're doing and like being able to communicate what's expected and what's needed and also harnessing that connection that you need with animals. Cause be, in my perspective, the performance stuff wasn't really about, you know, getting the, the, you know, title or the ribbon per se. It was like, what can I do to harness the connection and harness like the best of this animal that I'm working with. Right. And so I feel like that's a lot of what animal communication is. And, and so it was with her that she, she started taking me on and I just quickly, it just kind of unraveled at that point. It was like, right. Okay. I do do this. This is really cool. And, um, it's just taken off, you know, from there. So I love it. And so have you found people like employing you for this, like dog trainers, like in that industry? Yeah. Yeah. Actually I work with a good amount of, um, dogs in the show world, a confirmation, um, agility. I work with, um, dogs that do herding, um, horses, performance horses. Um, and then just as much, just, you know, our everyday companions and, you know, pretty much the, there's no limit. I've connected with birds and reptiles and I work with rescue animals at farm sanctuaries. So there's like pigs and, you know, uh, cows and chickens and turkey. I mean, you name it. I've probably connected with it at this point. <laughs> I love it. That's so amazing. And so yeah. how does it work for you communication wise? Like as a medium, <laughs> we all kind of receive information from spirit very differently. Some of us see it, some of us hear it. I mean, all of us have a little bit of all of it, but mm -hmm. for me, it's mostly telepathic and like through feeling. So like, yeah. how do you receive the information from, from the animal? I think it's quite similar. Honestly, it's telepathic. And I also um, have a gift of being able to read energy. So I can tune in. So even if an animal is more reserved and doesn't really want to communicate out that, you know, I can tune into their body and feel their energy. And, and then that's sort of why I combine it with the energy healing, because then I'll ask my guides or their guides to come through and start to help balance the, you know, whatever that is being felt. And then they open up, right? So it's not like, um, it's not, I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily having this like dialogue, right? It's not this necessarily like this back and forth conversation. It's very quick. 
um, sort of like images and pictures and downloads just coming through it very quick. I mean, it's just like, you know, just a, and you just got to kind of share as soon as it comes through, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it's a lot more feeling and sort of like receiving and reading the energy. So, um, yeah. And is it then the owner that validates the information that comes through? So, yeah, I mean, I try to give some points of validation just to help people feel comfortable, but primarily I'm speaking on behalf of the animals. So there's not necessarily, um, unless I'm communicating with an animal in spirit, like I don't really look to this as, as though I need to give a ton of validation. I might give um, like, you know, information and, and towards their insight towards their personality and like who they were so that mm -hmm. it kind of resonates. And I want to make sure I'm on the right track too. Right. You know, yes. um, but you, it, what, when it, with the animal communication, it's really a, a conduit, like I'm a channel to speak on behalf of the animal. So I'm not really necessarily there to get the, the validation from the people. It's to build that like channel between the person and the animal so that there can be a greater connection and understanding so that, you know, maybe what, one person might need to train that specific animal or what they need to feel connected is very different than if that animal was with another one. So my whole goal in this is just to speak on behalf of what the animal's feeling, what they need, what would make them feel safe. And then also try to help the animal understand like how their person is also in this picture too, right? Like there's two parts here. So does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And you just had like a mic drop moment for me. Cause I mean, I can only compare it to mediumship because I haven't had an animal communication experience other than the signs bender has left me, but yeah. this is the essence of what mediumship is, but we kind of lose the plot sometimes because there's such a hyper focus on the evidence. And so yeah. we almost like lose the essence of what the communication is about and what our mediumship role is because of the evidence. And it's almost like we, we block the flow of energy because we need that validation. I don't think we do. I think that's just kind of like what, where development is at and like the standards of it and stuff like that. So what you said is actually like the essence of what mediumship is and should be, but we, because of the popularity of it, um, we really do get stuck on the evidence. And if there's yeah. something that doesn't come, that's not validated, we can lose our power. We fall out of the link and it's not like this pure kind of like communication. Right. So I love yeah. your approach to it. Please never change that. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's really important to remember for anybody that's diving into this is like, you might receive a lot of information that you know, somebody may not be able to validate, but share what you receive because it may not click that moment, but I've had things happen where people write me a year later and they're like, you were so right. And I just wanted to share you, share this with you and let you know that, you know, I made no sense at the time, but mm -hmm. now boom, I totally get it, you know? And so it's kind of like, we are essentially in this, just, we are channel. That's what we're doing. We're a channel to, you know, move the information out but it is unfortunate i mean we do have to look at some evidence because there's un unfortunately a lot of people doing this type of work that you know um, abuse it and you know they're not really aligned authentically with the gift of this and mm -hmm. i feel like there is a, a high level of responsibility that comes with anybody that has these gifts or develops these you know um, we are working with people's energy even if it's in the way of mediumship no matter what. So like we can really do damage if we aren't in a high um, sort of etiquette with that, right? So. Definitely, because honestly, from my experience of losing a pet, like 
I've lost some people in my life, but nothing has compared to the grief of like losing a pet. So the connection is just so there's just a different connection between humans and animals. I don't know Mm -hmm. what it is. I mean, I tell my husband, he was like, I think it's because they're so pure. Like they're so innocent. They are just like walking love. Yeah. It's the unconditional love aspect. And I feel like that's sort of what it is, is like when with people, we can only be so like there, we really don't in our human capacity, it's sort of difficult to truly love unconditionally, right? We can love very deeply. We can experience that, but the love from an animal is just so unconditional, right? Like it doesn't matter. They can see you at their worst. They can, I mean, you know, and think about it with the case of like animals that are severely abused, they would still look to that abuser as loyal, you know, like you are my caregiver. And, and that is still some sort of essence of safety because like they are unconditional, right? It's just a very pure, like you said, just sort of like magical connection. And when you start diving into the world of animal communication and like working with the energy healing aspect around that, the, the connections become so much more like soul a lot. Like they really, truly, it's like, you're, you're sort of like opening up that connection through the soul to really come through the heart center and sort of like meet in this, like, um, I don't know, it's just kind of a really cool energetic circle, you know, and you can always tell when animals are really understood and really seen, you know, there's a different energy that they put out in their environment, Mm -hmm. even in photographs, like as soon as I get them, like, yeah, I can just definitely tell like when somebody sees that essence in their animal, right? But my, you know, eventually when people, even if they don't necessarily initially when they work with me, it's like eventually they just get hooked and they keep coming back because it's just so neat how everything opens up between the human and the animal, you know, and how much healing ends up happening out of it. So I love that. And I just love this whole conversation because I receive so many messages like when I'm going to talk about the passing of animals and stuff here because what you do is mediumship to me like I consider animal communication especially when we're do, do dealing with you know departed pets like that is definitely a form of mediumship without a doubt in my opinion right three way link right? Pass along evidence that life continues that there's more than just this experience without a doubt but when we lose a pet it kind of falls under this category of different um, disfranchised grief, right? It's mm-hmm. not commonly like accepted by society, yeah. which is fascinating to me because, you know, I don't know anybody who has a pet who doesn't have like this insane bond with them. But in the same breath, you know, I met with a friend for a cup of tea a couple months ago and she's like, yeah, I lost my cat and I couldn't work for a month. And I remember even then like having Bender and he was sick. I was like, I didn't understand until I actually went through the process itself. So you talking about the unconditional love, the bond that we have with animals, like there's nothing quite like it. Um, And when we lose it, it's very, very hard. So how do you handle then? you know, clients who come to you for the pet communication after they pass, because that kind of grief, I imagine would be hard to almost like read through for me. Yeah, it's, you know, I feel like they are, they're my favorite sessions, honestly, to do is that and I, and I know this might sound kind of, you know, odd too, but also assisting animals crossing over. And um, so I do quite a bit, sometimes more at times, depending on how this universe is working. I mean, you know, there can be more weeks where there's more transitioning, just the veil is thinner and it just opens up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like with the animal and spirit, they're so healing. Um, and when you connect with that energy and you can hold it and, and hold space for that vulnerability for somebody to just kind of, it's almost like, you know, it's this 
to me, I mean, I am in this like sort of huge, vast space and here is all this here. And then it's like the person and they're vulnerable, like just completely ready to receive that connection from the animal, but so uncertain. And as soon as the information starts flowing, it's like, you know, a lot of people tears start flowing through the sessions. They're really taken back. But afterwards, it's like such a sense of healing that comes through. And I, I really feel that the animals in spirit are almost working through the heart center and the sacral and to help clear out the grief, mm -hmm. to help open it up so that it can move through the body. Because the number one thing that I hear after these sessions is just that there's such a um, huge relief and they feel just a sense of peace and like they're connecting with their animal <clears throat> for the first time and, and that they, they're getting sort of, and a lot of the times people are already receiving connection and messages, but then they're getting the validation that they mm -hmm. are, right? Like they're, <clears throat> and I think that's so important for people to know, like you are always like, it's in the heart, you know, like your hearts are soul entwined, you know, that's not going away. But so I feel like that's sort of one of the biggest things is like, there's sort of this, this, it, it really is like a healing energy that comes through the body and, and it opens our hearts back up, right? And energy can move again. So it's kind of and Those are some of my favorite mediumship um, sessions that we had. <coughs> Not so much like what was said and what was brought through. It was like the fact that we're both crying and like we both feel the presence of the spirit and there is, you can't have spirit come that close and not be changed and healed by it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That close. I love that. So yeah. a technical question I have, cause this is one of the biggest questions like I was thinking about um, after Bender passed and I had some magical experiences with him a few days after he passed. And I remember thinking like, there must be a way to bring through evidence of, a pet, right? Like in mediumship, we talk about, you know, this was your grandfather and like he smoked and he had glasses and he passed of a heart attack and, you know, he saw the trip to Disneyland. Like there's like this certain amount of evidence that comes through that gives the sitter some sort of validation. Like, yeah, she is connected with grandpa, right? So like, what does that look like for a pet? Because I mean, that would be a little bit harder, I would imagine. Hmm. So maybe there, it's, no, it's pretty similar actually. Cause I'm just thinking about some, cause I've had a lot this week. So I'm thinking recent, you know, um, they share a lot. They share a lot of the, like what's happening with me. And I'll even, I'll kind of see like what, for example, just the other day, I mean, one animal was showing me almost like the person standing in, with their feet in the water and, um, I was like, are you getting ready to go on a, on a trip, like on a vacation by the beach? And she's like, yeah, like in five days, <laughs> so it's like, you know, and, and it's the animal saying, you know, I'm going to be there and, and I'll be connecting with you. And, and it's almost like this. So there is a lot of, they share these memories, mm -hmm. right? Um, I had an animal that was um, ready to transition and the owner had just wanted that validation. Like, are they really, I feel like it is. And, and wanting that connection. And I, I mean, immediately she came through and she's, she's, so the spirit will start to sort of slowly fade out the closer that the, to the last days. Right. Mm -hmm. And she was, um, you know, I could feel this fading and that's sort of like how I can tell when they're ready to transition or getting really close. And I, I, she shared this really beautiful lake with me and I could see these sort of pine trees in the background. It was very specific, you know, and I said, do you go, do you go sit with her at a lake? Is there a lake near your home that you guys frequently go to? And he said, yeah, all the time. And, I, and so 
she was showing me he she couldn't walk and so she was showing me going over him taking the blanket and sitting on this blanket for the afternoon as they shared their last moments together and and it's and i think those things are really important for people to connect with because those are cherished moments right i'll see they'll share often like favorite things that they did in their lifetime right they'll share with me um if an animal has come through to help a person really grow from, you know, maybe like a young adult, you know, a teenager all the way through adult years, they'll actually show me that person as a, as a younger version of themselves and all of the growth. And, you know, they'll, so it's like, it'll, I don't, and it also feel like a feeling, right? So I'll be, I'll get that purpose. Like this animal really helped you, you know, it was like a father figure almost, like the support mm-hmm. system for you as you grew into your, your adulthood, you know? So it's, it, it's very similar in that way. I, I think, you know, as you explained it, I was thinking, yeah, that is quite similar. <laughs> yes, well, and that's what I was kind of hoping because the experience that I had wasn't, um, yeah, it was, <laughs> I'll just give you kind of an example. Like she just kept talking about the curtains in the room. I'm like, I don't have any curtains in the house. Right. But she wouldn't let it go for like 15 minutes. And it was only half an hour session. So like nothing <laughs> got said after that. And I was like, can we let the curtains go? Like, <laughs> you know, like, and so we, I just didn't get very much out of it, to be honest. Yeah. With you, right. And I could tell like, yeah. it was much like mediumship. We try for the evidence so much. And it's just like, I just want to hear a message. Is my cat okay? And this is before. He yeah. Comes, right? yeah. So one question I want to ask you, and this is very personal. And I know a lot of listeners um, would want to know the same thing. So I had to make the decision to put Bender down. Um, I actually tried to have him put down a week before, so he didn't have to suffer, but they wouldn't. And so it was like very traumatic for me watching like the decline. And I know a lot of people who've come to me, I'm not a pet communicator. I've always been a little bit nervous connecting with animals. So I hope to do some mentorship with you on this because I would like to do more of it because I know the impact that it could have. But, um, you know, that's the question I hear a lot. Are they mad at me for having to put them down? And so like, what what do you say about that? Like, what do you say to somebody who has that question? Do animals, are they upset that you had to make that decision? Are they forgiving? Like what goes on in that situation? Yeah, this is a really important one. And I feel one of the, I mean, it's, it's truly the hardest decision, right? Like we have all this time together. Um, The animals are really comfortable. Like some initially as they're getting, if they're not really close, they may have more anxiety around transition, but the closer that it gets, um, they, I often see other animals, people, relatives, you know, they're sort of like coaching them, almost guiding them. Right. And they'll, they'll say to me, and I learned so much from this. I'm always amazed sometimes what they share with me because I'll just, when you think you've seen what you've seen, you know, it's like, there's another, another element, right? And like, wow, that's happening, you know? So as it gets closer, they often are very aware that their body is declining and they don't, they're so in the moment, you know, they're not, they're not in the, how we are where, you know, they have, they look back and these regrets and they come to a very high sense of peace with the transition. Most of the time, there are times where like, you know, something tragic happens and it's, you know, so that there's, but in the case of your example with Bender, you know, um, they become pretty aware of it. And um, it's almost like a lot of the times they feel it's a gift, right? And that they, a lot of animals actually don't want to be suffering ongoing like that, you know? Um, 
and and they they share that with me a lot you know sometimes i'll get a very clear message like they're going to go at home you're not even going to have to do this and that that works out you know if it works out beautifully and they're not suffering for an ongoing amount of time that is truly like the most beautiful way to go right but it doesn't always work like that and so most animals really don't want to be suffering they don't want to um, be in chronic pain and and they do look at it like a gift and and once you explain to them too, like you're just going to go into a sleep and, and they'll have specific requests around that time as well. And I would say the main request is that their owners be with them. Mm. You know, they really do not want to be alone. You know, that's one of the most important requests that they have because it is a little scary. You know, they're still scared, like they're yeah. leaving their body. Right. But they there's a sense of peace and comfort around that. So, um, and, and what, I end up doing to help with that is call in, you know, I'm not a huge connector with angels, but the angels are really good at coming through with this, um, this process and supporting the house, the animal, the people, um, and then guides and just create like a nice healing around it. And almost everybody, I don't think I've ever had anybody say to me that it wasn't the most peaceful transition that they've ever experienced, you know, which is really nice. And just to have that element at that such painful time, you know, but yeah, so I think they're really grateful to be honest with you. It's almost like some have even said to me, it's a gift. You're giving me a gift. You're giving me the gift of like not suffering, you know, um, but they're still that. sad. Yeah. They're still sad to leave their owners. They're still sad to leave life, you know, um, but a lot of the times it's also because it's time for them to assist us in new ways, you know, like the, this, this, our souls have worked out everything that they need to work out together so they can be more helpful on the other side, you know, perhaps, um, sometimes, yeah, I hope that you feel, I'm sure you felt this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't even tell you how many specific, almost comical signs. Even my husband's been witness to all of them and he does not a believer in any of this. He was like, holy shit. I'm like, I that's know. amazing. I'm like, yeah. this is the power, like of the love that we had together. And Bender brought me Luna. Like, you know, there, this is COVID. There's no puppies to be had during COVID, right? Like all the lab <laughs> breeders were booked up for three years for breeding and the rescue centers are like, we never get labs. Right. Yeah. And yeah. No. Yeah. Bender on a Friday. I said, you know, Bender, I'm, I'm a bit lonely. Like I could really use like the love of a pet. Like, can you help line us with a black lab? And I had the black lab by Tuesday in my house. Right. Oh, they're so good at helping us connect with new, like new partners to come in, you know, yeah. these new relationships, you know, to come in. Um, one of the number one things that they'll always, always say to me, I'll, I kind of, um, it's, almost in fact at just about every session unless that particular animal is looking to incarnate quite quickly right um but they'll say ask me i'll guide you to the right animal i'll bring the right soul to you you know and, and luna is just like bender like my husband thinks it's weird like she has like a heart-shaped black nostril she has a little white tuft of hair on her chest exactly the same um, she does the same thing with the back door. Just leave the door open. Like it's minus two right. degrees right now. She's like, just leave. I just want out. I want in. I want out. I want in. Sleeps with me the exact same that Bender did. Um, curls up behind me on my bed right here when I'm doing my sessions. Like Aww. literally like though Luna was obviously born before Bender passed. I don't know right. where I stand with pet uh, reincarnation either. So that's another thing I wanted to ask you about. Yeah. The philosophy that I've heard and read, I can't validate. I have no evidence to yeah. prove it right. But 
one of the philosophies is that animals don't reincarnate. Like they just incarnate that once for the one owner. They're the first to greet you when you go home. And I've asked Bender to be the first one to greet me when I go home. I'm like, you better be the first in line, buddy. <laughs> like, cause I love him so much. But like, where do you stand with that? It's such a diverse and sort of, um, I don't know, there's a lot of different perspectives on that, but I can only speak from what I've experienced in that. Okay. So um, I don't think that they incarnate as often as we would like them to. I, 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 and I'm, you know, people want them to come back right away, you know, but we have a whole soul family up here, you know, that we're meant to experience and, and learn with, right. And grow with. So whether it's an animal or the people in, in our soul tribe, there's lots of connections and lots of things, you know, that we're meant to work through with many different beings. Right. And so, you know, it's, I've seen it where I can feel that there is a very old soul connection, but I would, I would say primarily the connection comes from past lives. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily always in this lifetime. That said, I will sometimes connect with an animal that I am so clear. I get the very image of who they were in that person's past. And when I say, did you have a dog that looked like this or a cat that looked like this or you know, um, they'll be like, yeah, that was my, my dog when I was a teenager with a kid or yeah. And, and I mean, it, it, they'll start, send a picture and I'm like, that's it. You know, that's totally what I, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Right. So it does happen. It just doesn't happen as often as I think we would like. Mm -hmm. And when it does happen, <clears throat> you know, there's still things to work out between the souls. Like there's still things to learn that they have a purpose with you. You have a purpose with them, yeah. you know? Um, <clears throat> and the other thing to keep in mind is like, we want them to come back because we want them to be exactly what they were when they were with us. Right. But when they come back, they're more often completely different. They are nothing like what they were. And people are always like, this is not what I was expecting. Well, of course not. It's a totally different body. It's a totally different vessel. It's a totally different experience. Right. So, you know, we might not always get exactly that perfect being, you know, we might get something we weren't really prepared for. So. No, I love that. I love that you even answer that because I mean, I've read that, but like, I haven't seen evidence to prove it or disprove it. Like I haven't seen that come through in my readings or my sessions. So I was like, yeah. I wonder. So while you're here, I'm like, Hey, what about you know, I don't know. It's not, it's not like I can say I have evidence. It's just something I feel right. I do think it happens. I just don't think it happens a lot. Now, one thing with your, with your Luna, you said her name. Yeah. And Bender, um, what I do see often is, is some animals are, are very open channels to connect mm -hmm. with spirit. And so they can um, potentially be a, a, sort of like a receiver and, and the other, the animal and spirit can come through them. So you'll feel mm -hmm. certain like essence, certain personality traits. You'll feel like, you know, just sometimes you might look over and feel maybe through Lunak, almost wanting to say bender, you know, um, Older bender a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, that is a prime example that I would say bender is coming through and they have this sort of agreement mm -hmm. and that's giving you, you know, a way to connect and really feel bender, you know, closely to you. Um, I personally experienced that with one of my dogs too. Um, it, again, it's not super common when it happens. It's really amazing. Yeah. And I've blended with Bender's energy a few times. I don't do it all the time. Cause I do cry every single time. And yeah. like, you know, I still, it's been almost three months and like the grief is 
unbelievable. Like I have yeah. not been the same person since I lost. I mean, though I will get back to it. I know I will. And I'm just a different person now yeah. um, because my heart is ter- torn open. Right. And so like, that's what they say. Grief is it's learning to live with your heart ripped open. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel that more than ever. And I miss him. But anytime I blend with him, it's funny. I don't know if other people experience this, but the way that he appears to me looks the same, but so different. It's like, I can't describe how big he looks. Like I connect with angels. I connect with departed loved ones. Like I see, you know, physically the appearances, but the way that Bender chooses to appear to me is like bigger than life. Like it's oh yeah, yeah. so big that like, I don't even know. It's like bigger than a house, right? It's like, yeah. when I see him, it's like so weird to put it into perspective. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's fascinating. I guess for me, symbolically, I'm like, hey, he's bigger than life now, right? He yeah. suffered for a long time and he was sick for a long, long time. And right, so, right, yeah. you know, it, and we went the natural route treating him. So like, it, you know, it was shocking. They, they were surprised. He lived about a year and a half longer than they expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And so yeah. when he comes to me, he looks so fluffy and he looks just monstrous. Like he just looks yeah. huge to me. And I've never had a person or, um, you know, an angel come through looking that big. It's quite fascinating yeah. for me. Yeah, they do. They look there. They will come through very powerful presence and they almost always, yeah, I would say, I'm going to say always come through at, um, a time and they're sharing like a time when they're like when you're saying fluffy or like they look vibrant, lustrous, you know, usually I'm much younger age when they felt really good in their body. Um, sometimes they'll share themselves as like light form, you know, mm-hmm. so I don't necessarily see that's not as common, but usually I see a younger version of themselves. That's very big, very large energy. Um, it's very, they're, they're, and they're, they have so much to share. I mean, a lot of the wealth of information that I've learned about animal communication, our connection with animals mm-hmm. has really been through animals and spirit. And, you know, I try to share sometimes on, on my Instagram messages, but it's so hard to put this into words, right? Because it's, you know, and be able to share it without like the full message. <laughs> it could get really lengthy, you know, <laughs> you know um, and that's sort of like how those sessions are for me is I'm just in this like completely blank space. My eyes are closed and I am just literally just speaking anything I'm seeing, hearing, feeling. And, and it, I mean, before I know it, I mean, 30 minutes will be by and it's like, wow, you know, that just happened. So that bigger than life energy, it, it really, it's like you're tapping into a completely different frequency and it feels so good to be in too. It's like... <laughs> I, it is, there's something so powerful about animals. And I'll be honest with you, Bender was my first pet, right? Like, uh, we had pets obviously when we were kids, but they weren't my pet and we were so young. Like, I don't, yeah. Anyway, so Bender was like the first like pet I had. So Luna being my second. So I'm kind of curious if you feel like, can anyone do pet communication? Like, could anyone train up to be able to like communicate with the energy and be a channel for living and past animals? this is, um, I think so. I think people can attune to it and they can, um, certainly learn. I do feel that because I do work with people and mentor people with this. And, um, what I found is some people are naturally more gifted than others. You know, um, it doesn't, I think we all have the ability to attune to them to a certain capacity. I think animals and spirit are definitely a little bit more challenging. You know, it's a different frequency. Mm. Um, And, you know, connecting one of the things that I'm really trying to work on as a 
animal communication course for, for each of us to just connect more with our pets at home, right? To sort of learn and feel and, and communicate more, more clearly with them. Um, but when it comes to connecting with other people's animals and it, it, it is, you're opening up a whole different, <laughs> you know, world. And, and you're also, you're not only connecting with the animal's energy, you're connecting with the human's energy. And so, you know, my philosophy on this is really like, you have to be able to hold capacity for both. And you're doing a lot of tapping into a person's emotional body as well. And so it's like, you, you really have to be a person that can hold that space with a lot of grace and um, with no judgment, with no, none of your personal, you know, preconception, none of your personal beliefs, you know, around that it, it, because everybody is so different. So I think that is the harder part to not to step out. And also the other thing is to not interpret, you know, to not put your own spin on it, to be right, you know, just to feel like, oh, I did it or, or to feel like you have to interpret, you know, it's just deliver the message, get in, get out. And, and then not have any of that other judgment because maybe you wouldn't do it that way. Maybe you wouldn't care for your animal that way. You know, it doesn't matter. This is a, a connection between that animal and that person yeah. and it's theirs, you know? So does that make sense? hundred percent. And that's like what I, I feel so much in reading some readings I've even had just mediumistically. It's like the most impactful ones for me is when I felt the message. It wasn't even what they said. It was like, I felt it. Like I felt that connection. Yeah. And in your body, is, right? Like, yeah, exactly. It's like a very visceral experience. And so that to me is like, you know, I remember watching Goop Labs when they're trying to debunk mediumship and they said, you can't give somebody a transcript of a mediumship reading and, and say, this is actually a thing. It's, it's a physical experience that you have that three-way connection. So I imagine that being hyper, like, 10 times when it comes to like animal communication. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. Cause you are, you're, you're not just the animal's energy, you're the human. And then you have spirit too, because I'm also channel energy healing. Right. So there's all these different parts, but I do think anybody can learn to a large degree, you know, um, whether it's the, to, but to fine tune that skill, I do think is a unique gift that some people are really just amazing at, you know? Um, and it just, it, they just get it and it's pretty cool. I love it. So just wondering what the most common thing is people ask you for when it comes to pet communication. Um, I would say, what do they need? You know, what are their needs? How can I make them more happy? Um, you know, are they happy? Some people even do they love me, you know? Um, but I, I think by and far the number one thing that comes through is what do they need? You know, I do work with a lot of um, sick animals and I wished I could have connected with you and bender towards the end because um, the energy healing, so blending the energy healing and animal communication is really great because you can actually take a lot of those ailments that senior animals or sick animals like with cancer and you can, by elevating the emotional body, you can help them experience less pain, right? You're, you're increasing their, their, frequent, their energetic frequency to higher frequencies of being and it, it, you can actually extend lives. I mean, I've had animals and that were told, you know, you have a month to live with cancer and they've gotten six to eight months, you know, um, working with like chemotherapy too. So the, the guys will actually work with the energetics of the chemo to adjust it to like what that body needs, you know, and then make it easier for the body to process the chemotherapy. 
Um, it, it's there's no end, like with kidney failure and 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 cats, you know, get a lot of kidney failure. I've actually they've been able to completely reverse it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, eventually the body will fade, though. You know, so you're you're. But the whole point is to allow that being to have just a, a higher quality of living and life. You know, to not be walking around experiencing chronic pain, even if they are in that. You know, it's like giving the body a little bit of peace, right? The body may still go long its process, yeah. but you can actually help the animals are really good if they get into a high elevated emotional state of not feeling the pain, right? It's pretty awesome. It's, it's really wild. That is incredible. I absolutely love it. Like, I'm surprised you have time to do anything else because I am just sure so many people would be like, <laughs> talk to my pet. Like, I was talking about this kind of stuff earlier. And I know that when Bender was sick, it was just such a crazy time. Like, yeah. I felt like we exhausted everything, to be honest, right? And yeah. yeah. Like, this crazy time. And yeah, you know, with him, he he had cancer for two years and we decided not to do the chemo route. Yeah. And so like, they were shocked. <laughs> like your cat is like living off love right now because, because right. he was just like, yeah, I just didn't want to put him through, through all that. Right. Um, so interesting. Yeah. I do wish that we could connect, but I love that you do this work. It's almost like doing end of life doula work too. Right. It is. And I was thinking about that the other day, because even helping the animals transition and helping the people, I mean, it's such a gift to be able to be there at such a difficult time. And, you know, it's, it really makes a very traumatic experience. Um, and it's so fascinating to see how, when that, that take takes part, like I have a, um, somebody that connects with me pretty regularly and their animal was transitioning last week and she's sharing me, sending me pictures through text of each of her animals. She has several, like many. Um, and, and so each one was going and laying with that animal through the day, having their closure, you know, um, and, and then she said that when um, her animal transitioned uh, and it was very peaceful in their yard that, that came out and, and all of her other animals were around, she said it was almost like the celebration of life. They all started like running around the yard and sort of having this, you know, celebration for the life. And I think animals are just so good at understanding that, you know, what is over on that other side is really an adventure. You know, when they get to that point, there is sometimes, like I said earlier, there can be a lot of anxiety, just like people struggling with that. But, you know, I I don't know if you've been with people near end of life. A lot of the times they get to that sense of peace too. Like they're kind of like, yes, I'm ready. You know, I've done what I can do. And and they get, there's this wave of peace that comes through the body yes, and through the and letting go. Yeah. yeah. That's where the phenomenon is at end of life bedside. Like a lot of research has been done on this. That's where they see beautiful lights. Like I think it was Steve jobs. Last words were like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like yeah. whatever. Oh gosh. I got chills. Yeah. Too, right. Yeah. And like whatever yeah. he saw at those last moments was like beautiful. And there's a child who, who said, okay, I have to go mom. The train's here. Right. Oh wow. So like yeah. a train came for him. So I think that what we experience as we pass is like as unique as how we live. Um, but it definitely is something that brings us comfort, that brings us um yeah. So I, I love that feeling, that story about the dogs running around is just like something I'm gonna carry with me forever. Because you know, when I used to do paranormal investigation, totally switching to a different tone here for a second. Yeah. It was always like it was always the animals that gave the tip off to the family that there was like something going on. I remember seeing Bender too. I mean, my house is always surrounded in angels, right? Like it has been since I had KJ and I would see Bender's eyes like follow something like across the Wow. Room. Yeah. You know, like 
when you talk about like the veil being like what we call like the veil being quite thin between animals and, and the world, like one of the philosophies that I've believed is that the animals can see the world of spirit almost as easily as they see us. Like the veil Mm -hmm. is not there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if they can't see it, they sense it. Right. So, I mean, animals are reading energy constantly. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're attuning to our energy um, and, and they absorb a lot of our energies. They try to sometimes transmute our energy um, for us into that unconditional love. They all have different purposes with that, you know, and a lot of the times if an animal has, you know, a lot of physical internal issues, it's because they're actually trying to heal a lot of their person's energy. Um, And you can actually, you can go in and help their body release it easier so that it doesn't cause that sickness, but that's their purpose. It's like, they're always going to do it. And people will be like, well, I feel guilty. I don't want them to do that. I'm like, well, that's what you two signed up to do here together. And this is what this animal's doing for you. And it's their purpose. And you take that purpose away, they're going to feel lost, right? They have to have a purpose, but yeah, they really are reading our energy constantly, whether it's in, in all energy in, in the environment, you know, they're, they're, and that's why they respond so instinctually in the in the moment, right? They're not overthinking it. They're just like, this is this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm picking up. I remember the same way with animals. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. But the same way with animals, like reading our expression. You know, dogs especially constantly reading people's emotional like on their face, their expression, mm-hmm. and they know what we're feeling way before we do almost all of the time. Yeah. I had a roommate, um, my, one of my best friends, she had this dog forever. And anytime she would start crying, the dog would look at her and like go to another room. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> so funny. I can't take it. <laughs> like looking at her like, what's wrong with you? Like I'm going to Oh my goodness. No, my dogs all come flocking to me. Then all four will be mom. Mom's not right. The used to laugh so hard. We're like your dog's like the anti-compassion dog. <laughs> <laughs> and um I, I think about what you're just saying and you know it was funny when I say funny like completely it's not funny but in November 2018 I was at the lowest I think I've ever been in my life like I was being like psychologically abused at work it was like the most toxic workplace in the world and I ended up having an anxiety attack and I was hospitalized from it like it was like really bad. I remember I was like on day three being home. I had to stay home for three to six months. The doctor said like I couldn't do readings. I I couldn't even grocery shop. Like my heart was a heart monitor. Like it was really severe. And I was on day three of being home and I looked at Bender and I was like, that cat's lost 10 pounds. And he did. And that's when I started taking him to the vet. It was like overnight, he lost Mm -hmm. like 10 pounds. And so you saying that to me, you know, of course I feel the guilt like you talk about, which I'm glad you said that because I'm like, it was the exact same time that we found out that he had cancer and he was like sick. And I was also the least healthy I've ever been in my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's it's beautiful. This is why I love these conversations, why I love having a podcast because I get to talk to people like you where I'm like, all these things kind of click for me, but we did go on this big journey together right yeah the big sure, big journey yeah. that I mean and he saw me through every big transition in my life so mm-hmm. yeah and so it's beautiful I just think there's nothing nothing that compares to the relationship between pet and and owner that is the perfect example with what you shared and, and bringing that back and and that will come through in session a lot of the time where I'll I'll pick up like did you go through something really physically you know traumatic um or you know where you had a 
something, you know, that you had to recover from and because it will show up in their body as like the, the human's energy that they're trying to transmute and absorb mm -hmm. and move through them because they literally like, like the, and these relationships are, are so powerful. Um, but they, as the animal gets older, it's harder on their body. Mm -hmm. right? They can't process energy as easily. So even if there's energy shifts in our world, which happens a lot, you know, like eclipses and, you know, these portals of energy where they're, they're heightened can be really physically hard on an, an animal's body who either has sickness, ailment, or senior, you know, where their body's just not quite up. Their vital force, I call it vital force, like their life force energy is just not quite as up as it once was when it was, when they were younger. So so it makes sense that as he got older, he was doing that for you. And that was like one of the most intense times in your life that you were sick. And then a lot of the times that energy does go into cancer and cancer is just a really tricky energy to work with and in the body. But I think it's, you know, I love that you did all of these other holistic modalities because there's not just one way, right? Um, I mean, I, my animals get chiropractic, uh, they get massage, um, they get acupuncture if they, if they're going through something, you know, at various different phases in each of their lives, they've had like an injury or, you know, one of my dogs has had more health issues than, you know, and she, and it's funny because she works with my heart, mm. you know, and when I'm grieving, um, she has a condition um, in her throat and it will actually exacerbate it because she's pulling in that heart. She's working with my grief for me and she sleeps a lot more. Mm -hmm. She's, you know, and some other symptoms might even be like a lot of aches and pains all of a sudden, you know, if you see things like that in your animals, you know, vomiting, uh, diarrhea, um, sort of lethargy. So it, it can be anxiety, you know, and usually they're kind of on sudden onset, like what you said, Bender lost like 10 pounds, right? Like and, I mean, that's, that's a lot of weight for, for a cat, you know? Um, and so those are the signs to say, all right, this is where we need to get some energy healing or, you know, the acupuncture would be probably my net most recommended, you know, as far as like what people can do in between and to help in the physical body. Um, because it opens up the meridians in the body to allow that energy to move through, right. you know? Yeah, I used a lot of um, angel healing. Um, like you were talking about angels earlier, like Archangel Ariel is the one who I, I she connects with me so much. That's so yeah. funny that you're saying that because I'm like, <laughs> Must that be validating for you? <laughs> no, very much so because I I don't really can you know. But hearing you say that, I'm like, okay, you're doing that with Bender too. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Archangel Ariel is the one who we really call upon to help like animals, right? And I mean, I was just praying my hands <laughs> off to her as Bender was passing, and yeah, you know, it was a. Uh, yeah. And so that's who I wouldn't be surprised is working through you when it comes to like this animal stuff, like people who work with children have like Metatron all around them because mm -hmm. he, he's the one who helps with, with children. Right. So, oh, yeah, that's really yeah. cool. I mean, I never, I just hear the name Ariel and she comes through a lot with very, like a very warm purple, like healing frequency of energy. But I also have guides that I work with regularly um, as well, which can be really fun. Then I even, I mean, I kind of work, with some pretty, like some galactic, you know, beings as well, um, which is kind of far out there. And I, you know, at first was thinking, what is this, you know, and, and I, I, 
like, what are you doing, Ray? Because I'm such a practical person. I'm very grounded. Um, and, and none of this made sense when I, I had the hardest time coming out to the world, you know, that I'm an animal communicator. I heal energy and or it's not me. I'm holding space for guides to do this, right? But that I can do this, you know, and I see so much. So, you know, actually the healing that you'll have around you and your business, you know, is going to be much more that way. It's just like a transmission of this space that I'm kind of going to a meditative state space. And I'm just speaking everything that I'm seeing there. It happens really, really fast. And it's all these other light beings that are, that are kind of working to clear that out. And I think that's why it's so powerful because when we as humans can take ourselves out of that picture and say, you know, yeah, I, I, yeah, we can work with energy and we can, we can certainly help heal it, but we cannot do what these other beings are capable of doing. You know, it's just way too powerful that way. And yeah. I love it. So what you just heard was Ray's doing a business clearing for me and energetic clearing. So she does so much in her business and I'm like, yes, <laughs> let's do this. And I'm definitely going to come get like a, a pet communication with you as well. I'm really excited. I want to learn about this stuff more. I want to take your course when it launches. And I, I mean, the second you, we started talking about this course, I think quite a few months ago. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm I mean, <laughs> behind. Me and Christy will be signing up, but you just moved across the country. I'm like, yeah, yeah. so much in the past few months. I know I lost a dear friend and it's been insane, but yeah, it's, it's getting closer to time and so much is, is getting ready to open up and um, yeah, I'm really excited. Well, Ray, this has been one of my favorite conversations. I have been so looking forward to this interview for so long because of all the questions I got to ask you, which I know are the questions that are churning in my, in my list. I know it starts opening up. It's like <laughs> Definitely. And at the end of this episode, I've given the listeners an opportunity to submit their own stories about how their pets communicate with them after they pass. I did one other episode where I had seven people submit. So I know that like this episode is going to just be beautiful for the people on YouTube. Go check out the podcast version because I'm going to add those stories stories from the listeners in there as well. And I'm just so excited to hear the feedback from this. So to kind of end it off, I would just love for you to maybe even just like give a tip. If somebody wants to go look at their pet right now, after listening to this, like what's one way that they can like start opening up to the, even just like concept that they can communicate with their animals and then how we can find out more about you and how people can work with you. Um, okay. Number one tip I say, always breathe in their energy through your heart. Imagine your heart center being this sort of like wide open channel. Okay. And, and you can do this if you're traveling too, and you have to leave your pet at home. Um, if you want to connect with a pet and spirit, an animal and spirit, I call them animals, not pets, but anyway, sorry. Um, but uh, so if you want to connect with an animal and spirit you can do the same thing, just imagine their essence, which is like their energy, who they are at their highest vibration. Like when they're really in their element, feeling good, happy, playful, joyful. And imagine that breathing in like each breath you take in, just moving into the center of your heart, right? And sort of allowing it to fill up your heart um, and spread out around, around your body. And if you do that and you're present enough, you do this for a couple of minutes, guaranteed you'll feel something. I don't know many people that don't ever, but you have to get out of your head. You have to get out of your logical mind and just breathe in that feeling and you will start to feel even if it's even if it's just simply feeling more love, you know that's still that connection there with the animal because they are pure love. Um, and it's so funny because Catcher's here, and we were talking about scanning the room. He literally just got up. There must be something moving around here because 
he just got up. He's looking up at the ceiling. He's looking at, and he doesn't normally do that. So we must have somebody working through us right now. Ariel's <laughs> here. Yeah. Oh no, he's he's laying back down. He's like, it's okay, you know. Um, and even hear me like talk slower. Like I usually talk super lightning speed. Is like usually angel energy is very much around because yeah. I'm like. Uh, I just feel like in the clouds, like definitely angel energies around. Related. Yeah. Honestly, and then yeah. finding out more about me, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm in the process of really revamping a lot of what I do, but um, I'm putting more offerings out there, but I do have a monthly group call. Um, I go over the energy for the month. It's always the first Monday of every month and I do a group healing and the energy that I go through is intuitive and astrological. So I kind of combine both. And then at the end we do a really lovely group healing. Um, and those are really low cost, 25 bucks. It's for everybody. So I, the more that can come, the more that we can connect and, and feel that the group healing energy is really powerful and amazing. Um, and then my website is Ray radiant vibes, um, Dot com and I'm on Instagram and Facebook as well. Um, I do soul alignment for people and I have uh, extended energy healing packages and so much other good stuff um, for the animals. And yeah. I love that. And I'll have links to everywhere you can connect with Ray, her membership, her website, her Instagram, her Facebook in the notes below. So everyone will just be able to click with ease and, you know, I don't invite people onto the podcast. I don't think are amazing. And I can vouch for Ray. I've had sessions with her. I will continue to have sessions with her. Oh, real deal. Me so. Yeah. So definitely. You're so amazing. Yeah, and I'm excited to share with you, uh, share you with the initiation circles. Well, my dad's actually going to come to that class because um, he is an, definitely an animal communicator without a doubt. He's like, do you think I need it? I was like, well, I think you would love to hear what Ray has to say. So he's going to hop onto the class too. Um, I'm really excited. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. My dad is my go-to for everything when it comes to pets. Like I don't have a, I get heebie-jeebies with everything. He's like doing her ears for me and he does, he dealt with her abscess and he dealt with vendors, like shops. Like he's just the most compassionate, loving. He can hold space. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm excited to share you with my dad too. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's going to be a lot of fun for me because I love teaching. I do love to teach animal community. I love to teach people to open up their connection with you know, it, it, like no matter what it is, just like their connection with their intuition and being able to expand um, into that because I do think that we all have that ability. Mm -hmm. Truly, I do. Where that hones in, you know, like some of us have more of a, a defined niche in that than, and some are broader, you know, like I think you're pretty broad with what your gifts are. You have a lot of gifts, <laughs> a lot Thank of you. things that you can tap into. It's pretty cool. So I'm great uh, at Canva presentations. You are. <laughs> And you do podcast course teaching now too. So I'm like, that was, I know whenever I people ask me something like, can you do this? I'm like, yeah, I can do that. Like, let's do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, what well, I'm you doing it tomorrow with you. I'm like, cool. Great. Danielle's there. I know her. I love her. So great. I'm doing it. So, well, thank you so much. I love this. I feel like we could probably keep going all day and it's been so amazing to be here with you. And I feel so gracious and flattered and, you know, to even be here and on this call with you and be in your community. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Ray. Hi, Danielle. I listened to your podcast about signs that our pets leave us after they transition. So I wanted to reach out and tell you about my experiences here in the past week since we've had to say goodbye to our dog. Um, the very next day after we said goodbye, 
um, we got to say goodbye at my parents' house, um, where he is now resting. And the next morning, my mom woke up and there was a chickadee at her kitchen window, just staring in. And as soon as I saw it, I knew it was him. Um, and then today, I, I, I wrote to him and I said, show me, please show me a sign that you're here, like in the form of a chickadee or a chicken. <laughs> because uh, he used to love to chase chickens um, or a feather because it's cold up here in northern BC so it could be hard to um, see a chicken right now anyways we went for a walk this morning and I took a deep breath to become more present and just then uh, this little bird flew so close to me right in front of me like almost, it could have almost hit my leg. And so I knew that was a sign from my baby boy. Hi, Danielle. I wanted to tell you about uh, an experience that my brother-in-law had uh, just the day after our dog passed. And he was searching for this photo um, and these videos of my dog and my nephew, um, my my dog was really, really, really good with kids, um, and my nephew just adored him, and so we wanted to find these to send to me, and uh, he couldn't find them. And they've at their house they've got um, they just play photos on the TV continuously, and it kind of chooses like a highlight reel. And these photos had never shown up on the TV before. And this particular day, when he could not find the photos, I had just sent him a, a message and he looked up at his TV and there the photo was. And Doc just st staring at him on the TV. So he was able to um, find those photos and send them to me. And I think that was my dog reaching out. And... I just cherish those photos so much. My childhood dog passed away in 2015 and the day after I had a photo of my two dogs on my windowsill and there was a ladybug crawling around on top of her image in the photo, just like constantly kind of looping back. And then I just kept seeing ladybugs everywhere in random places, mostly indoors where they wouldn't usually be and I just knew it was a sign from her that she was still around and she was still in my world her spirit was still guiding me and now whenever I see a ladybug kind of out of the blue I always think about her and it's a really special uh, connection for us